0: Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, how to handle conflict with a high D. Here we go. Well, I think conflict is something we get asked about Quite a bit, actually. <laughs> yeah. And p- particularly when it comes to high Ds who are not at all afraid of conflict. And if if you're not a high D, it, it can be disconcerting. So so today right. we're going to talk a little bit about how to deal with conflict and the high D. Now, your dad had a really interesting and I think kind of funny and truthful <laughs> definition of conflict. You ought to share with people a little bit.
1: Yeah. My dad says the definition of conflict is two human beings in the same county. Meaning, of course, the, the rub of that is that you put a bunch of people in a building and you're going to have lots of conflict. It's the nature of human existence that we want to be together in order to allow specialization of labor and to procreate. And that causes us to get in conflict with one another. And And I think the big mistake that high I's, the friendly outgoing types or high S's, the warm you know, personable carrying types or the high C's, the cool detached engineers and software developers, they're uncomfortable with conflict with high D's because high Ts tend to be forceful and dominant and so on. And the fact is, particularly for S's and C's, you just have to recognize that when, when a high S's watches two high D's discussing something, he or she would say, Oh my gosh, they're arguing, they're fighting. And the high D's would say, no, we're not, we're just talking. We're just being aggressive. We're just interrupting each other because he's an idiot. No, you're an idiot. (laughs) We like each other, you know. Yeah. And this is a case where high Ds don't think of themselves as being a problematic war in conflict. The fact is we disagree sometimes. Okay, fine. We raise our voices sometimes. Okay, fine. The question is, what do we do? Okay. So we have four recommendations. And the first one is don't raise your voice. Oftentimes high Ds do, but you don't need to raise your voice back, but you can stand firm. You can stand your ground. A simple way to do it, our second point is what to say. Is to say, I disagree. Just say, I disagree. It's a very powerful phrase. And then ask, okay, what are we going to do? Ds are okay with you disagreeing, but they want to move things forward. And so you say, look, I disagree. And what are we going to do about this? That's right. And they're more focused on moving things forward
0: that they're you know, they're frankly okay with not being in 100% agreement about something as yeah. long as there's enough agreement that you can move forward. If you're a high C, you want complete agreement. And that's
1: not the standard right. for high D. Right? Yeah, it's not, that's not the standard exactly. Yeah. Look, our third point, if you need to go to the boss, if you're talking to a peer or something, you can. There's a right way to do it though. And then stop worrying about feelings, you I's and S's. Okay. I'm amazed people around me, we're talking about something. I say, I think X and everybody else is kind of, well, I don't know. It could be Y, it could be Z. I say, and then I say, okay, fine. We'll do Z, we'll do y. I don't, you know, whatever. Let's just move along. And if you're wrong, if, if Y or Z turns out bad, I'll tell you, we should have done X because sometimes I'm immature just like everybody else. But the more you worry about feelings and the more you shut down and the more you feel that the D is attacking you and you don't get your points across – your voice is not going to be heard, your ideas are not going to be used, and you're not going to be contributing.
0: Okay, so let's talk about raising your voice. That's We, we see this situation a lot in our effective communications conference, right, which is right. kind of largely based on communications using the DISC model. And we put people in a scenario where they're role-playing various styles, right, and there's one where there's a high D talking to a high D, right, and they're in conflict. And there's a number of behaviors that high Ds engage in that are forceful, but raising your voice is one of them. And folks mistakenly think that the way to engage that high D is to exhibit more raising of the voice behavior,
1: and that doesn't work in this case. Yeah, you can raise your voice, and and we do recommend it slightly. But we're we're talking about not trying to shout the other person down, not raising your voice louder than theirs. But what you don't do is lower your voice and become more quiet, make smaller gestures, and lower your chin and look subservient. It doesn't it doesn't work with a high D. High D's are the dominant, forceful types. They're people. If you don't know discworld, D stands for dominant. It means somebody who sees uh, the world as full of obstacles that. They have to overcome, push through, beat up, whatever, go around in order to achieve their objectives. And sometimes people are, you know, obstacles on their way to objectives. They want to get their way. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to start a shouting match. Now, look, when we say shouting match, let's be clear, folks, the average workplace today, not that many people can get away with shouting. What we are saying is when a high D raises his voice to you, you can stand firm and You don't need to raise your voice to a higher level than theirs. But if you want to raise your voice a little bit, a teeny bit, that's okay. But that's a function of the fact that you're probably going to have a tendency if you're attacked, particularly if you're an S or a C, to get quieter than normal. And you need to raise your voice back up just to be at the normal level. But when you raise your voice, if you go too far, you end up heating up the argument. And then the high D raises his voice again because he doesn't mind doing so right and at some level it reaches a point that if you're a high
0: C or a high S you're so uncomfortable with that then you completely shut down right yeah
1: so our guidance is don't raise your voice beyond just a touch but stand firm don't give in i'll tell you what a boss of mine said once about me to colonel texera our one of our first bosses in the army mike and i's first boss in the army and he was a he was a high D and a friend of mine said just stand your ground you know, you don't have to raise your voice when he when he says, "Horseman, I'm sick and tired." Of you, yes, sir. Roger that. What are we going to do? And continue to state your point of view. Be calm. Be firm. Don't raise your voice anything other than just to make sure he or she hears it. Don't give in. Don't roll over just because somebody raises their voice. Because raising somebody raising their voice doesn't prove their idea is better. The idea exists outside of the voice in which it's communicated.
0: Right. Let me ask you a question. Let's, let's address this. Okay? I think this comes up sometimes from high C's and high S's in particular. And they get in conflict with a high D. The high D raises their voice and their reaction is internally and sometimes even externally is the high D has an anger management issue. And that yeah, is a not joke. true.
1: Right? You'd agree. Yeah, it's worse than that. This is people labeling someone with a phrase that is dangerous and has psychological implications and therapeutic implications. In other words, I see a behavior and I'm going to label you. It's a bit like hearing somebody in a meeting. If a high D raises his voice and a high S or a high C says, oh, he has anger management problems. That's like someone saying something, somebody who's ill-informed in a meeting and saying something that's not correct and saying privately, they're stupid, or you know what, they're uh, developmentally disabled, right? This is rude. The whole labeling thing is dumb. Some people talk louder and faster than other people. Some people, when you disagree with them, they'll attack your ideas. Some people clumsily attack you. And and we're not saying it's right, but the idea that we would label somebody with an anger management problem, and by the way, it happens, HR does this all the time. Someone goes to HR and says, my, I think my boss has anger management problems and HR continues the discussion about anger management rather than the smart HR person saying, wait, time out. Let's not talk about somebody's personality, somebody's psycho- psychology, somebody's psychoses, somebody's therapeutic needs. You're not an expert. They don't have anger management problems. All they did was raise their voice. That's not an anger management problem. That's a voice volume issue between you and them. Let's talk about the behaviors you can engage in rather than the labels you're going to apply to them. In in the same way that a high D says to a high S, oh, she's timid. She's not timid. He's not timid. Timid is a label. It's just they talk differently. They speak differently. They think about different things and then they engage in different behaviors based on what they think and what they feel. So, uh, yeah, Heidi is going to vigorously defend her point of view. She's willing to get loud to do so. But it's crazy to say. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't. She can be. She can't be persuaded, right? Uh, or, or let me put that differently. It doesn't mean she can't be persuaded. It's crazy to think you can't persuade somebody who simply one of their tools is to raise their voice. It's just a tool. It's not a life sentence of rudeness. It's not. Now, sometimes high D's are rude. In fact, I would argue high D's probably percentage wise are more rude more often than their opposites, at least in the disc model, high S's. That said, I've been in plenty of conversations with high S's who are also rude by not answering questions. I had a high S work for me once and I said, are you willing to do this? She says, well, I feel uncomfortable. And I let her talk for a couple of three or four minutes about how she felt. And I said, okay, thank you. And are you willing to do it? And she said, well, I'm, I'm worried. And I said, okay, that's good. Are you willing to do it? And at some point folks, The high S is being rude when they're being asked specific questions about their willingness to take action, and they're explaining how they feel emotionally. If I wanted to know how you felt, I would have asked that. And folks, let's be clear to defend the high Ds of the world. Emotions are important. We all have them. Some are angry, some are happy, some are sad, some are worried, some are anxious, some are innervated, some are energized. They're all reasonable and normal, and how you feel is your fault, and If you're asked whether or not you can do something, and you respond with how you feel, that is poor communication simple. In the same way that if you ask a high D, how do you feel about something, and he says something like, I'm going to do X, that's also rude. It's also not effective, right? You're supposed to answer the question that's put to you within reason, obviously. So, it's wrong to think that high Ds can't be persuaded. I think high S's and high C's think high D's can't be persuaded because they're not willing to engage in the kind of behaviors we're going to recommend that would cause you to be persuasive to a high D. In the same way that a high D working with a high S or a high C, the, the high D isn't willing to take the time to sit down and lay out a plan and explain why it's a good idea to a high S. And so, sometimes high D's say, I can't persuade the high S over there to do anything. The same problem the high S has with the high D. And it's all because we're stuck in our own ruts and we're not willing to engage in different behaviors, contextually speaking, in order to get what we want. Okay? You can absolutely be in a heated argument with a high D, not raising your voice, but what somebody else might call a heated argument. And you can come out with a win. You absolutely can. And even better, a win-win if you're willing to stand firm and engage in some different behaviors. There you go. Yeah. So I just want to – let me just make one more point. Anger management, guys, don't say it. Don't say it. And high Ds, don't call Ss timid. High Cs, don't call Is crazy. High Is, don't call high Cs – what's the word? I'm, I'm struggling with it, Mike. Uh, not in touch with their feelings, right? Who cares whether somebody's in touch with their feelings? The question is whether or not they're effective. Okay, good. Now let's go on to what
0: – kind of behaviors, the high C or the high S or high I, whoever, when you're having conflict with a high D, yeah, you know, at least not lowering my my voice and backing down, what are some right. other things they can they can do or say?
1: I'll tell you, just ask yourself, Mike, you and I are both high Ds. Let's say you and I are discussing well, the other day we were discussing the website redesign, right? And, That's and right. would it bug you if I say if you said, Well, I think we gotta go in this direction. It, would it bug you at all if I say I disagree? no no it wouldn't no, no let's take it a step further though because some people just discounted what i just said you're my boss i'm your subordinate okay don't let this go to your head dude and we're discussing the website redesign but but we're in an open discussion you know what i say i say go get me a cup of coffee yeah <laughs> <laughs> by the way and be quick about it horseman <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and uh, a cream go ahead, cream sorry. or i'm sorry non-dairy creamer and a couple of splendas as well by yeah, the way exactly. don't get it wrong well, I'm glad you know that. So, you know,
0: you mm-hmm. already know how to do it. That's great. You're, no, you're in, a, in a great, great starting position here. Yeah,
1: I am. At least I know it. Don't don't expect me to do what I know, but at least <laughs> I know what I know. Yeah, but suppose you're my boss and I'm your subordinate and we're having a discussion about ideas about the website, about making it better. As Lord knows, our website can be better. And again, you haven't made a decision. We're discussing possible options and you say, I really kind of like the idea of having animation on a few pages. Okay, And I say, I disagree. I think animation slows things down. I think for a lot of people who come to us, it's it's not necessary. And it's it's going to be glossy and cute, but not effective. Would that bother you? Uh, No. No. Yeah. I
0: mean, actually, I'm, I'm putting myself in that situation. I'm like, oh, okay. So I I actually lost myself for a second there because we are in the midst of talking about a redesign yeah. or working on a redesign. <laughs> and it's like, it's new information. It's – it's like, if I'm a high D If I want to have a conversation with somebody, and I get get in trouble. I'm sure you do as well, even more than me probably. I get in conversation at home because for me, a conversation is partially about debate. It's about a competition of ideas. I don't want to espouse a bunch of ideas and somebody just parrot me back or not engage. And the fact that they disagree with me, for me. It shows interest. It shows engagement. It makes the conversation. Yeah, it's engagement. That's, That's exactly right. And I get accused by others in my family because most people in my family are not high D's. I'm talking about my, my siblings and all that. And right. they don't sometimes appreciate the fact that I want to engage energetically on the discussion of issues. Right. Yeah. So no, I, I want you to engage, right? Otherwise, yeah. why are we having the conversation? Right. I'll just yes, tell you what to do. Everybody agrees. Yeah, exactly. There's some things that I don't want to have a conversation about and you're not going to persuade me. And so in those situations, I will tell you, I'll just say, okay, interesting idea. We're not doing that. Let's move on. Yeah. But the fact that you raised the issue, that's not an issue for me because if it is, I'll just tell you, shut up.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Look, if you're a high D at any time, if you're my boss and you're high D, so now I, I hear you and we're going to do X. Now, if I'm a smart high D subordinate, I'll say, Roger that. I got it. Right. I know. Okay. Yeah. You, you heard my point point. now you're going to, and if I'm a high S oftentimes the mistake that high S's or even high C's make is to go, the high C goes fine. He's wrong, but whatever. And the right. high S goes, wow. He asked me my opinion. I share it with him. And then he says, no, and maybe I shouldn't share my opinion anymore there simply because we have different styles of working together. Okay. Now, Mike and I morphed this conversation a little bit. Remember folks, we're approaching it as both being high D's and we're trying to share with you that if someone, an S or an I or a C or anyone for that matter, if you're in a situation where you could disagree with a D, it's completely okay to say, I disagree. We're trying to tell you it doesn't bother us at all. Thank you. Gosh, more ideas are better. If everybody agrees, again, as Mike says, you're not, it's, there's no value added. Okay. And when we say, what do you think? We don't mean Tell us what you think we want to we want to hear. If you widely disagree, it's okay. And we, you know, if we're smart, now we may be emotionally immature. Some high Ds are, but there are just as many emotionally immature high Ds as there are high Is, high Ss, high Cs, right? But if we're emotionally mature, we like, said, okay, let's talk about that. And by the way, the the whole emotionally mature thing about high Ds, I think HR. Uh, Because high D bosses often can be the worst offenders, people confuse the emotional immaturity of yelling and screaming and being disrespectful to people with high D behavior. When we say high D, we mean professional high D, okay? And if somebody's yelling and screaming, don't call that high D, call that emotionally immature jackass. And by the way, there are emotionally immature jackasses who are high I's and high S's and high C's as well. So look, if you're in a disagreement with a coworker and they're a high D and you feel like there's a little bit of conflict, stand your ground and say, I disagree, okay? The high D won't respect you if you're not willing to support your argument, if you're not willing to say, here's what I think and here's why I think it. Then the next thing is to say, what are we going to do, okay? High Ds value getting things done over everything else. I joke at conferences, high Ds love the phrase mind over matter. I don't mind and you don't matter, meaning- what, what do we need to do to get it done? And who's going to do it? And let's all do it. And let's not worry about who's doing it. Why? Let's just do it. Okay. Let's have it done. Let's be done with it. Let's check things off of our list. Their reaction to a crisis is not what happened. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about it. How did this happen? They might do that afterwards if they're a professional and they're being mature about fixing things. But what they do when there's a crisis is what are we going to do? Um, how are we going to fix this? The first reaction that Heidi's have is let's do something. And the question is, in their conversation with you, when they're disagreeing, what are we going to do? Wringing our hands and talking about how we feel or who's at fault, high Ds don't care.
0: Right. No, not at
1: all. Yeah. They want to take action. They want to figure out something that'll work. Remember, in the terms of the translation for a high D of ready, aim, fire is fire, 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 right? They don't care that the things you try don't resolve things or even make them worse. As long as there's action, they're not afraid of being in conflict. So, say, I disagree. I disagree state your case. If they disagree, say, okay, we're in disagreement. What should we do? What are we going to do? And look, if you really, really disagree with them and you feel like the two paths are diametrically opposed, I'd be willing to bet that there are situations, there are far more situations where a compromise can be reached and we'll have more casts on the phrasing for that. But at least in the beginning, be willing to win some and be willing to lose some. Be willing to say, okay, we'll do it your way. It's fine. Or why don't you let me do it? I'll do it. I'll do it my way. And if it messes up, you can laugh at me. There you go. By all means,
0: if you lose the argument, then don't take your ball and go home and refuse to play uh, next time, right? That's yeah. The,
1: that's the kiss of death. Yeah. I mean, what's funny about that, Mike, to me, and by the way, Ds, Is, Ss, and Cs all do this. Everybody does it. When they lose arguments, they go home and they pout. Everybody does it to some degree, okay? What bugs me about that is if, you, if you're an adult and you look back on your life, ask yourself, what percentage of situations in your life have gone the way you wanted them to? Is the percentage 80%? I, I doubt it. I mean, we all lose stuff all the time. We all think we want X and we get Y. We want A and we get the exact opposite of A in spades. It happens. Okay. So, I'm, I'm
0: going to reveal something here that you're just going to laugh at me. But it's, it's, it's instructive a little bit in terms of looking back and evaluating that. Because a lot of people would say, eh, 80%. I believe it's probably it's probably closer to fifty percent. And here's my here's my poor evidence. There's a a dice game out there in iOS devices. I forget what it's called, but it's essentially poker with dices, right? And they keep track of your wins and losses. And invariably, you talk to people about what their winning percentage is, and they say, "Oh, I'm oh I'm at seventy five, eighty percent of, of games, right?" Well. It's not immediately obvious, but in the game itself, in in the the iPhone app or the iPad app or whatever, there's a button you can press and you can see your winning percentages. And guess what? 99% of the people, they say 75%. What do you think they are when they actually pull that thing up? 45. Yeah, 45 to 55, around 50%. Not yeah. very many people differ from 50%. There is actually a thing that's average, and most of us, in fact,
1: are It's an enormous central tendency. Die are enormous central tendencies. It's wine crap shooting a seven is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's –
0: it's so anyway, it's it's kind of interesting. I find myself going back and say, well, really, how, how often have I been successful at the things I wanted, yeah. wanted to do? So it's like, you know, not as – obviously, I've been successful to some degree. I'm where I am, but not as strong as I, I
1: think. Yeah, I, I also think something else. I've noticed something when – When I do open Q&A at the conferences, Mike, when we get done at 530 and I sit down in the front of the room and say, anybody got any extra questions that I can answer that aren't about one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, or delegation? And we often have half of the room or more stay for an hour or two and ask me questions until the hotel kicks us out. And people ask about manager tools and about executive life and manager life and clients and so on. And uh, we'll get questions about work-family balance. And of course, the answer to that, folks, is there's no balance the way I say it is. The idea of work family balance is like trying to, trying to balance the sun and a yellow M&M, right?
0: <laughs> They're
1: not in balance. The family outranks the yellow M&M. People say, wow, well, the company, your company is really successful. Yeah, sort of. And I have failed spectacularly at so many things. And I often list, I just go down the list of all the mistakes I've made and the failures I've had and the stupid things I've done. And people mistakenly believe about their own lives and other people's lives that people who have succeeded everything has gone well. Or people who have failed, everything has gone poorly. And yet, virtually every CEO I know has been fired at least once in his or her life, right? And so, we have a tendency to believe that we overstate the influence of things. And it's the same thing with high We believe this is the way they always are. We we believe that they always win. They always dominate everything. And everyone always backs down. And it's just not true. And a high D will respect you more, not that you're craving respect from a high D, if you're willing to stand your ground. And, again, the what are we going to do, that's, you know, the high D goes, okay, we'll do that. It's right. fine. As long yeah. as we're moving forward. And move
0: on. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what if you're in conflict with a high D, a peer of yours, right, and you need to go to the boss? Can one do that? Yeah. Of course you can. I guess, I guess let, me, let me rephrase the question. Is that wise in
1: some situations? For some people, this this is not going to be effective advice because some people, the moment there's a hint of conflict, they immediately escalate. And escalation is generally bad on organizations. The opposite of escalation is it de-escalation, I guess. I don't know what the opposite of that, but pushing all great organizations push work down almost one layer further than they should uh, to teach people how to make decisions and how to take action and how to take risk and so on. You know, there's the old Peter Principle, which is people get promoted to their level of incompetency. It's a great concept. I wish I'd have thought of it years ago. And um the opposite of that is great organizations say, we're not going to let you get the Peter Principle because we're going to give you work to do at a lower level than you can do it. And so you'll learn how to do it before there's enormous risk attached to it. But I do think, yes, you can say, I'll go to the boss. The issue, though, is – You better mean it. <laughs> yeah, you better mean it. But I think the problem is – There are some people that when Mike, when you and I say, okay, let's go to the, you know, we can't resolve this. Fine. Let's go to the boss. They're using that as a weapon. They're saying, fine, let's go to the boss. We'll see who wins. Folks. We don't mean that. Okay. When you say, hey, let's go talk to the boss or, hey, we can't resolve this. Let's ask the boss or I'll go ask the boss and see what he says. Keep in mind, you may be seen as somebody who is escalating to the boss and the other person like, fine, go talk to the boss. Right. And you can't threaten it, but I have found plenty of time where people say, hey, let's go to the boss. And, no, let's not do that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's worse than us disagreeing, right? So let's disagree and let, let's resolve it by you doing what you want. And I'll secretly wish, because I'm sometimes immature, I'll secretly wish that you fail by doing X when, in fact, I thought we should have been doing Y. So, if you want to go to the boss, if you feel like you can't resolve things, you try to, you're willing to say, I disagree. You're willing to say, what are we going to do? And well, I want to do X and you want to do Y. There's no, well, could we try this? Could we try this? And engage in behaviors to break the impasse when you're in conflict. Okay. If you think going to the boss will cause the Heidi to back down, trust us, you're wrong. They won't do that. Okay, fine. Go to the boss. You have to be willing to do it. But, the fact that you don't like them, what's important for a high D is respect. Okay. Their respect for you is built on you doing what you say you're going to do. If you threaten to go to the boss and you don't, the high D is going to lose respect for you. And by the way, they're not going to feel bad that you're going to do it. They're convinced they're right. And the boss will vindicate them. And if the boss takes your side, they'll be like, okay, fine. The boss said X, I guess we got to do X, even though they might be a little bit grudgingly giving their agreement that the boss is not necessarily right, but we're going to do it the boss's way. The key thing is make some effort, try to resolve the impasse. And if you can't, if you bring up the boss, just recognize you're the one taking it to the boss. I'll tell you something else I say is, do you want to go to the boss? You know, Why don't you go talk to the boss and see what we ought to do? And if they say no, then I make a decision in in a poker playing moment about whether or not I'm going to say, well, okay, I will. And let's see whether or not they back down. Let's see whether or not they really feel strongly about this. And I have found that even though we're recommending, if you need to go to the boss, fine. The definition of that word need is far rarer or more rare than most of us realize. And I have found over and over again in my career that backing down or letting the other person do what they want is absolutely fine. And the outcome turns out okay. And frankly, if they want to do X, they're going to do X, and I've just freed up time that I would have spent doing Y.
0: Yeah, I think of this kind of topic as two things. One is not to threaten to go to the boss on a regular basis. That's not terribly useful, and nor to be threatened by the idea of going to the boss. Right? Yeah, that seems to be a healthy a healthy balance. You want to go to the boss? Great, let's go to the boss and have a discussion about it. Yeah, but it's not a it's not a weapon to be pulled out and used against yeah. people.
1: Yeah, and sometimes. It's an agreement, yeah. When a direct says, "I'm a little concerned about this," if I'm the boss, I'm saying, "Okay, let's go talk to HR." I I got no problem. Yeah, I'll show you the way. Don't don't think you're threatening me.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, that's the answer, right? I I'd I'd recommend somebody if they need to get the boss involved, then it ought to be a joint decision between the person you're in conflict with. Say, "Let's okay, let's." It's not a threat. It's just a way of resolving the issue. If it's important to both of us, we can't get a resolution, then. Where are we going to go? If I'm a high D, I don't want to talk about this for three days. So if the person yeah. I'm in disagreement with says, hey, let's go to the boss and get a decision where we want to go. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's don't talk about this for three days. We're obviously not going to agree. Let's go to the boss, see what she yep. wants to do, and we'll and we'll go there, right? Yeah. But that's in the context of somebody saying, let's go to the boss. It's not a threat. It's just a way of resolving the issue. And the high D's yep. want to get the issue resolved, believe me.
1: Yeah. And then the last point we have is don't worry about their feelings. OK, they're not feelings. saying Heidi's don't have feelings. <laughs> they do. They do. They Look, Heidi's eyes, S and C's. Everybody's capable of friendship and love and hurt and pouting and everything else. But they just us Heidi's don't believe that your feelings. And, and by that, what we mean is the expression of feelings driving behaviors. They don't feel that those things have a role at work. What's important is the result, not the feelings of those involved. Even though most intelligent IDs, and there are unintelligent IDs, just like there are the other style, most intelligent IDs recognize that all human beings do things because of how they feel. But if you're being asked to do X – And you say, I don't feel good about it, but the organization needs you to do X. The organization doesn't pay you to do only those things that you feel good about. It pays you to do what's necessary for the organization to be successful. As long as it's ethical and professional, how you feel about it to a high D is unimportant. Okay. What's important is the results. Okay. If the right result is obtained, the high D doesn't care. They don't care that you're going to be embarrassed or you're scared or you're alone or anything else. That doesn't make them unfeeling. It makes them clear about the organizational needs over the individual okay this is a case of interestingly spock saying the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one and failure is necessary if you're scared of failing a high d would say why would you be scared of it you just fail and you get over it high d is fine with failing they'll just get up and do it again right you know The idea of we have to do X because otherwise somebody's going to have their feelings hurt is not going to get a high D on board. If you tell your high D boss or your peer, I don't think everybody else is going to like it. He's going to look at you and say, What? Who cares? This is the best course of action. You know it. I know it. Maybe we have to do a little, do something to make people feel better about it, but not too much. Let's, you know, the evidence is overwhelming here, right? But if you say we have to do X because the result will be Y, that's going to be persuasive for a high D. Right? Now, we're not saying don't don't say to a high D, I don't care about how you feel, because they would say, Why would it matter anyway, whether you cared about anything and my feelings aren't your business anyway? Right? If you're sitting there saying I'm afraid I'm gonna hurt his feelings, you're not, first of all. They have feelings, but their feelings are not gonna get hurt, because probably if you're thinking that, you don't have the strength to say something hard enough to a high D that's gonna hurt her feelings. If you're sitting there worried about a Heidi's feelings and that crimps your ability to be creative or compromise or stand up and say, I disagree, you're missing an opportunity to engage in a discussion of ideas around effectiveness and results, which is what a Heidi wants. And that's it. That's Yeah. It. So don't raise your voice. Maybe just a tad, but don't get in an arms race. Okay. Stand firm. Say, I disagree. Talk about what are we going to do? If you have to, you can go to the boss, but don't make it an empty threat. And don't worry about the high D's feelings, okay? Look, folks, conflict is going to happen, even in a consensus-driven organization. You know, it's funny, when we have consensus publicly, people still talk privately. Ooh, he didn't agree. Oh, she didn't agree. And by the way, consensus is usually a really bad idea, and most people don't understand it. The important thing to know when working with high D's is that their style, if it's different than you, you can stand up. And what you think of as conflict, they probably don't think of it as conflict. They just think of it as disagreement. And there you go. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner.
0: Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.